Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Everyone, welcome to a scheduled release day edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Mobby, and I'm joined today by Ellis Williams. Ellis, how are you? Doing well, man. We got Doug on today, so I'm excited to see what he throws at us. Always a time. We've got Doug Maurice and his giant microphone on with us uh, on with us as well today. Doug, how are you? I'm great. The giant microphone helps with the shouting, so that's good. <laughs> you probably sound better than, than all of us anyway. All right, um, so we're going to do a big schedule podcast that's going to go up Friday morning once we know the games and know the schedule. But I've been trying to come up with a way to maybe talk through the schedule before it comes out. I thought, let's draft some games. Let's figure out which games we all like best. So we're going to go and draft 15 games. One is going to get left off. You can use any criteria you want. We're going to go snake draft style. It's going to go Doug, and then me, and then Ellis, and then back around. So, uh, I mean, let's just get right to it. Doug, who's your number one pick? So, I just – I don't know. It feels like to me there are so many interesting quarterbacks on the Browns' schedule that somehow have links to the Browns, and I don't know if that's just because, like, the Browns – have links to every quarterback in the league, like all the guys they could have drafted and didn't. But, you know, even like, the, you know, the New York Giants and like the Baker Daniel Jones stuff and, and Sam Darnold and Baker with the Jets, that's always a thing. And then, you know, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati and Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson, two could have been Browns quarterbacks, are both on the schedule. So there's a lot of interesting things from that. And quarterback is the first thing I think about when I think of a matchup. So because of that, maybe this is not where everybody would go. But I want to see the Browns at home against Lamar and against the best team in the division. So we know they beat the Ravens last year, but I want to see the Browns in their place with the MVP coming in. So my first pick is the Ravens at home. I think we have a surprise at number one. That is, I, I, that's, that's maybe not the, the game that I would have circled. Um, let's see. I'm looking here. I'm going to go out of division with this one. The game I want to see – and I'm going to tell you when I want to see it with the number two pick is I want to see, and I don't think it's going to happen with the way they're going to do this schedule, but I want to see at Dallas. I want to see it on Thanksgiving. That's going to be uh, that's going to be my number two. I'll, I think the Dallas game is fascinating. Anyway, it's in Jerry world. Hopefully um, it would be great if it ended up on Thanksgiving. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to have all the non-conference or non-division or whatever non-conference games, I guess is right. Um, in those first four, but I'd love to see that one on Thanksgiving. That's my number two pick. Ellis, what have you got? This is lovely. So not only do I feel like Andrew Barry <laughs> and Paul D. Podesta, where this board has just fallen perfectly for me, 
I can tell you guys, and I suppose you can believe me if you'd like, but I am being truthful, much like Paul DePodesta was during his presser. The board, the top two games on my board are still on the board overall, and I'm shocked by it. So since we're doing snake draft and I got back-to-backs here, I suppose it doesn't matter which order. But my, to just show you my board, my number one game was the Browns going back to New York, but this time facing the Giants. Okay. And I wrote about it a little bit today in the Easter egg, but there's just a lot of moving parts in that game. But the biggest thing is obviously going to be Odell Beckham Jr. facing his old team again, going back to New York again, even though they were in New York last year. This is every we we all go crazy for former players facing their former teams. We love that, and ESPN is going to crank this one out, and you know we're going to see the net hitting Odell in the face over and over and over again, and probably the yacht photo and the punching in the Green Bay wall, all those memories will come back up. I'm sure it'll be an interesting week for Odell himself with, you know, what we're going to have to ask him that week. And then the little uh, cherry on top is Freddie Kitchens. There's Freddie oh, Kitchens. Yep. The tight Freddie end. Kitchens cherry on top. I didn't even think of that. That is quite a cherry. There you go. Freddie Kitchens in a, in a much more low key revenge game. Who knows if he can get that tight end room up to, get back in Cleveland. I, I, Evan Ingram maybe goes off for 150 yards, something crazy like that. But for me, Odo Beckham Jr. with a little wrinkle of Freddie Kitchens facing the Browns, obviously not in Cleveland, but it's still Freddie. Uh, that's the number one pick for me. And then we're going to take the Ravens off the board already in, I guess, not the first round, start of the well, second round. We already got to. No, no, no. He was just oh, excited right. about the Giants. He kept talking about it. Sorry. I just love, I just love that Giants game. So, I, I ranted about that for a hot second, but so then my second pick is going to be the Browns going to Baltimore. I, I, we all remember the the butt whooping they put on Baltimore there, and I remember you know people talking about how are the Browns the third best team in the AFC. And looking back on that, it's pretty funny now. But to again, same argument as Doug, the MVP Lamar Jackson, Cleveland that sells itself. But I'm more interested in how they go to Baltimore and play that football game. So for me, it's Giants and at Baltimore. Oh, I'm breathing a sigh of relief. I got confused by my New York teams there for a second because I'm using my intel here. I'm using what my scouting department has told me for my next pick and what they've told me about who likes what game, who likes what matchups. And Doug was talking about loving quarterbacks and those quarterback matchups. So I'm going to grab this one and maybe I'm reaching on this one because this is a matchup we've seen two years in a row, but I still think it's a matchup worth watching. I'm going to take that game against the New York Jets. Uh, for the third straight year, it's going to be Baker Mayfield against Sam Darnold. Um, I, I think that's still kind of a – if we're being honest, we don't really know exactly what each quarterback is. We know less about Darnold than we do about Baker. At least we've seen that success with Baker in a small sample size. But uh, I, I think that game is going to get some attention still this year. Uh, so I'm going to reach a little bit, especially with Baltimore off the board. There was another game I really liked. I'm going to see if it gets back to me, but I doubt it will. Uh, but I'm going to uh, take that New York Jets game. And by the way, Ellis, I, I, I predicted today that the uh, the Giants game is just prime for Monday night football. I, I think we've talked about that on this podcast. too. That is just a prime Monday night football game. It's got to be. Like I said, there's going to be clips of Odell in that, in that New York blue running all week, and ESPN is going to be all over it. I couldn't agree more. Doug, you are up with your second pick. You already have Baltimore at home. Okay, so this is fascinating to me. Dan, first of all, I'm going to rip 
your pick. I can't believe you went Jets there. Come on. I'm just straight up saying that's an awful pick. And here's, here's where I'm coming from on this. I am shocked, and maybe I'm looking at this wrong. But obviously, I spend a, a lot of time covering Ohio State football. And this, to me, is similar to the discussion that Ohio State fans have around the Michigan game. The Michigan game is always and forever such a part of Ohio State football. But Ohio State football has also sort of grown past that in some way, right? In the playoff era, Ohio State fans, there, and you take Michigan for granted, they care about Alabama and Clemson and games on the national scene a lot more, right? That it's not just all about Ohio State and Michigan anymore. The last time we saw the Cleveland Browns play the Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> Miles Garrett tried to rip off a quarterback's head. I am shocked that no that we are on the sixth pick and yeah. given what happened on the field, the first time, whether it's at Pittsburgh, and so like what I would want to pick, and I might do this, is the first Browns-Pittsburgh game, whether it's at Pittsburgh or at Cleveland, however their schedule falls, the heck with it. I'm going to do it. I'm taking both. Uh, My wraparound <laughs> is both Steelers games because we didn't see Big Ben last year, so the return of Big Ben against the Browns is always something. The grudge is set. It completely changed the path of the Browns' season last year. And you know, the first time, everything that Mike Tomlin has said since then and the Browns have said since then, what was or was not said in that fight, the hype for that game. Browns-Steelers always means something to Browns fans. But what it's going to mean this time, like I want to see Deshaun Watson too, but I'm taking Steelers, Steelers, and that way I guarantee myself the first matchup, which is going to be nuts. Mm, yeah, that one hurts. That one hurts. This is going to be when they have the uh, the press conference announcing that they have replaced me and they're going in a different direction as a general manager. They might point to me picking the Jets over not one, but two Pittsburgh games. Uh, I was kind of eyeing maybe getting that Pittsburgh on the wraparound. I, I got a little too cute there. And the Jets are your Justin Gilbert, Dan, and you're going to have to wear this. Now I got to find my Johnny Manziel. <laughs> um, yeah, is there a homeless man that you could ask who you should pick right now in this draft? This is, this is going to clear out half of our schedule here. We're already going to be at the halfway point of this thing. So let's see. I got to kind of figure this out. So we've got Cincinnati, both Cincinnati games, Houston, Indianapolis, Philly, Washington, Las Vegas, at Jacksonville, and at Tennessee. I believe I hit all of them there. So I'm not going to lie. I'm going to put my cards on the table here and say I'm not all that interested in the Cincinnati games right now. What about Joey B, man? You don't want to see the, the, the revival of the Bengals under Joe Burrow? I'm just – I'm not there yet. I'm not, not this high in the draft, you know. I think I'm going to go with um, – where is it here? I think I am going to take that Houston game. I think that's a sneaky good game. It's Deshaun Watson, who I really like. Of course, he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. Uh, see how he adjusts to that. It's going to be – this isn't going to make huge headlines, but it is Duke Johnson's return to Cleveland most likely uh i think houston is one of those measuring stick teams right a team that's maybe not a true like super bowl contender but they're a good playoff team and usually win their division you'd like to go out and, and kind of hang with them and frankly 
the Browns have struggled against this Houston team and Deshaun Watson the last few times they played. So I think I'm going to take Houston there uh, with my third pick. Bouncing back from that Jets fiasco and actually being pretty happy with, with the team building that I've done so far. So that's, that's my third pick, and we are now halfway through our schedule. So Ellis, we'll, uh, we'll pass it off to you. Dan, I can't pull a Doug here and, and bash that Houston pick. It, it's safe. You can't go wrong with Deshaun Watson. And it feels like a, a sneaky potential primetime game, as does this one I'm about to say. Just there's something about that AFC South, whether it's the Texans or the Colts, where they sneak – you know, think of the Chiefs-Colts game uh, last year that, that was, you know, a sneaky good Sunday night game. I could see Colts, Browns getting flexed or being a sneaky wild card, something like this where they, they put those two teams in prime time. You got Phillip Rivers. You know, the, the teams are going to be interested to see, and fans most importantly are going to be interested to see what this Colts team looks like. And then, you know, you can sell the Browns, Baker, Odell, all you want when it comes to prime time. So give me Colts, Browns. Then for my second pick, I give me – the Browns going to Tennessee and playing the Titans. I know there's not a lot of a sex appeal that happens with Tennessee, but they just played in the AFC championship and they smacked the Browns last year to open the season. To me, there's enough storylines there. You know, are the, how are the Titans going to respond? Are we going to the AFC championship? You know, are the, are the Browns going to remember that butt whooping, which I'm sure they do. There's too much there to, to make up for the, lack of sex appeal in the Tennessee Titans because they still went to the AFC Championship. So for me, it's Colts, and then that second pick is going to be at Tennessee. And I don't know if this is high on people's lists or not, but Mike Vrabel is a Northeast Ohio guy, and that's a guy – he's, you know, obviously a Buckeye, uh, Walsh Jesuit, just a guy who – he's going to be in the league forever. I mean, Mike Vrabel is not going anywhere. This guy is going to be an NFL head coach for 25 years. And he, like many – people he got his start in Ohio and Northeast Ohio so I I know I don't think fans turn up for coaching matchups but I think you know it's pot I mean Vrabel to me he's got an edge he's a tough guy his players play for him and like you said Ellis I mean this team was a step away from the Super Bowl so I, I think it's funny to think of who we thought the Titans were in game one a year ago and it's like oh my gosh they killed the Browns the Browns beat themselves and you didn't you didn't think that day, oh, one of, you know, if you would have said that day, one of these teams going into that game, opening day, Browns-Titans 2019, one of these two teams will play in the AFC Championship game. Which one is it? Wouldn't more people have said the Browns than the Titans? So yeah. I think the Titans are interesting. Yeah, so especially, you know, in Northeast Ohio. And, of course, you know, we remember the Titans last year got off to a kind of bad start. And then they went to Ryan Tannehill and he – just kind of forgot who he was and became one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC for a little while. Um, and they made a big run selfishly um, and maybe a little basic of me, but you know, I wouldn't mind a little trip to Nashville either. That's sort of a, that's a, that's a, a good benefit of, of having that game against the Titans. Okay. So here's what we've got so far, Doug, all AFC North, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I've got Dallas, the Jets and Houston. Ellis has the giants at the Ravens. Uh, Indianapolis, and then he makes that Tennessee pick here. Um, let's see. We're, we're, again, we're starting to get slow. Cincinnati's still on the board. Uh, there's that. He, I, I, I've got to do this one. This is one that I kind of had circled as a potential opener. These two teams opened the 2016 season against each other. Uh, this is always, again, one of those teams constantly in the playoffs, Super Bowl champions a few years ago. Uh, they just drafted a quarterback in the second round. 
And we know Carson Wentz is really good when he's healthy, but he's not always healthy. Uh, I'm going to take the uh, home game against the Philadelphia Eagles as my fourth pick here. I, I think that's sort of a sneaky, again, another good little measuring stick game there uh, against a team that, that is built really well. You know, it's where Andrew Barry spent a year away from the Browns, kind of picking up on things from Howie Roseman. It's a model team-building organization. At least it's viewed that way by a lot, by a lot of people. I, I like that Philly game for my fourth pick. And I'll be very interested in that Philly game. I would have taken that Philly game, Dan, if you didn't. You know, there was so much consternation about what was maybe said by the Browns about how they viewed Carson Wentz in that draft. And here we are. You know, they didn't draft Jalen Hurts to replace Carson Wentz, but the guy has been injured a fair amount. And at the moment, it's not – I mean, yes, they won a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz leading them during the regular season and Nick Foles taking over. But I don't think passing on Carson Wentz and trading down in that draft, like, was the downfall of the Browns franchise or anything, right? So I I am, like, very curious to see how Carson Wentz's career progresses this year. But, Dan, they did open, right, with Philly that year, but this will be Carson Wentz's first time playing in Cleveland. Is that right? His first career start was in Philly against the Browns. RG3 was starting on the other side for the Browns. Uh, it was, If I remember right, it was a pretty entertaining game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of have this one circled as maybe a potential opener here uh, in Cleveland. You kind of look at the short travel, you know, shortened travel, if they're trying to think about that early in the season. You know, Philly's got the Browns and they've got, uh, they've got Pittsburgh. I'm not sure where that Pittsburgh game is, if it's at, at home or on the road for them. Um, but, you know, the, this is a game that is really – it's kind of an under-the-radar game. But I, I think it's a solid one. And I think it's right. good value in this spot. I'm getting oh. myself a pat on the back now. Good value. It's Hello. better than the Jets game. Your third-round pick is better than your first-round pick. <laughs> we, all right. we saw something in the Jets. That's all I'm going to say about us. We saw something in the Jets. You saw they signed Frank Gore in year 16, and you were like, I must see that game. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is a little bit of an Ohio State pick. But – Chase Young's the number two pick in the draft. Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback in year two. Terry McLaurin is their best receiver. The future of the Washington Redskins hinges on three Ohio State guys. And they're coming back to Ohio. Um, Chase reminds me of Miles Garrett in some ways. I mean, when you have a defensive end who went number one in Miles Garrett and Chase Young went number two, there's obvious comparisons there. I'm super interested to see how impactful Chase Young will be right away. Nick Bosa coming out of Ohio State helped the San Francisco 49ers get to the Super Bowl in year one. The Redskins aren't going to the Super Bowl, but how much of an impact will Chase Young make? I think there's going to be a lot of people in Cleveland who want to see the Redskins because they have enough interest in Ohio State, but they're also just – they have some interesting young players. So I'm going to take that Redskins game in Cleveland as my pick here, and then I'm going to stick kind of with Ohio State – And again, I'll take it because it's a home game, but I think Cincinnati is kind of interesting because again, you just end up with the quarterback who's available the year you draft. If the Browns, you know, had been the worst team a couple years later than they were, Joe Burrow would be a Brown, right? I mean, the Browns were good. Joe Burrow was the obvious number one pick this year. It's just the Bengals happen to have the pick. So Joe Burrow, he's from Ohio. He's the number one pick in the draft, uh, I, and he's going to be a measure. He's about Baker's age because Joe's so old, although Baker's kind of old too as rookie. But he is going to be a measuring stick for Baker Mayfield 
maybe, you know, if they both stick around for the next six, eight years in the AFC North. So I want to see what Joe Burrow's like. I'll see what he's like. I'll take that home game in Cleveland against the Bengals. Okay, so Doug has his full team now, uh, five rounds in. We're going to take a very quick break. I'm going to tell you about Football Insider here, and then Ellis and I will make our final two picks in the draft. Okay, so maybe picking the Jets there with my second pick wasn't so smart, but, you know, would be smart is signing up for Football Insider. And that's what you should do. What is Football Insider? It is our text subscriber service where Mary Kay, Cabot, me, Scott Patsko, Ellis will text you throughout the day with what's happening with the Browns. News, analysis, our takes, what we're hearing. Uh, You get that texted directly to you. It also gives you a chance to interact with us. You can text us back and we'll text you. It cuts through all the clutter of social media, uh, all the clutter of Twitter. You get to interact directly with us right there on your phone. You also get a newsletter every single day. It's got an exclusive piece of content right at the top. Sometimes it's rankings, analysis, uh, takes, whatever it is. It's exclusive to our Football Insider subscribers. It's $3.99 a month. That's less than 14 cents a day. You also can get a 14-day free trial and cancel anytime with one text, but I don't think you'll want to. We've seen this service grow, especially uh, during the coaching search, during the draft. People find this thing very, very valuable. So visit cleveland.com slash browns. You can click on the box on the right side of the page. It'll take you to a page that will give you more info and you can sign up. Or to start your free trial, you can text 216-208-3965. Again, that's 216-208-3965 to start your 14-day free trial of Football Insider. Now back to the show. And we're back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, our schedule draft. We've got uh, Doug with his, his five teams now, Baltimore at Pittsburgh versus Pittsburgh, Washington, and then Cincinnati. And uh, Ellis and I are going to make picks here. But Ellis, first of all, you got something to ask Doug. Yeah, Doug, I thought that was really interesting. And I want you to unpack that a little more, the, the Washington-Ohio State connection now with their quarterback number one top defensive player and number one wide receiver, all being Buckeyes. I'm just curious, it, two things. Are Buckeyes fans becoming like low-key t- low Washington football fans? And does the success of those players and thus probably the team hold any uh, repercussions if they fail? Like, would it be an indictment on Ohio State by any means if this doesn't work out? Or are the Buckeyes, is that something, you know, they did what they did in school and the pros are separate. How do, how do Buckeye fans uh, land on that, do you think? Yeah, I think, I, you know, just to be honest, there are so many Ohio State guys now who are successful in the NFL. You know, there have been teams, the, the Saints have had a bunch of Ohio State guys led by Michael Thomas. Um, the Steelers have had some Ohio State guys over the years led by Ryan Chazier and Cam Hayward. The Ohio State fans don't really become fans of that team. They continue to follow the NFL players, and they'll root for Chase Young and Dwayne Haskins. But the thing that astounds me about Ohio State fans is, like, there's always guys on the current roster to be worried about. So it's like, you know, A.J. Hawk went off to the NFL and had a 10-year career in Green Bay. I don't think any Ohio State fans became Green Bay fans. Whether it's a – whether it says something about Ohio State, I think Chase is going to succeed. I'm super interested about – Chase Young is from Maryland. Dwayne Haskins went to high school in Maryland. Not only are they Ohio State guys – playing for the Redskins, both those guys are local in Maryland. Dwayne had kind of a rough first year. They changed regimes. I think Chase Young can, like, help Dwayne Haskins. Like, the best player on that defense, I think, is going to have the quarterbacks back in the locker room. 
And Terry McLaurin was arguably the best rookie receiver in the league last year. This is a big year for Dwayne. If he doesn't succeed, I think it might be more like, hey, Ryan Day kind of propped him up at Ohio State. The offensive scheme maybe made Dwayne look better than he was. I think Dwayne Haskins will succeed in the NFL. It just is kind of coincidental that, man, I mean, their whole future, best, their quarterback, their best receiver, and their future defensive star, all Buckeyes, and they got to get it right. I think, I think Chase is guaranteed to be good. I'm still curious about Dwayne. Yeah, and, and, and Doug, one more thing there. That's what's so interesting to me. Like, can you remember a core of player, Buckeyes being on the same team like this, playing such important positions at the same time? Is, is there precedent for this? Yeah, I mean, th- there was a time, I mean, 10 years ago when Ohio State was not sending dominant guys to the yeah. NFL. So, like, I, I don't think, again, Ohio State, you know, they had, had like Von Bell and Eli Apple and Ted Ginn Jr. and Michael Thomas and a, and a bunch of guys down there in New Orleans for a time, but not like this. I mean, it would be like if the Browns – if Odell Beckham also went to Oklahoma and Miles Garrett also went to Oklahoma along with Baker Mayfield, it'd be a little nuts, right? I mean, we know the LSU influence on the Browns. Maybe it would just be like if Baker was an LSU guy too, along with all these guys they pick. So it is a little strange. And for all the Ohio State fans who have been dying for the Browns to draft more Buckeyes, it's like, man, well, they're all in the Redskins now. Uh it, we're going to turn this into uh, the, the Buckeye talk pod here, but I've, I've got another Ohio state question for you. Who's going to be the better former Ohio state quarterback, Joe Burrow or Justin or uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, it's like, we're talking about Dwayne Haskins. He's might be third on that list, right? Because Joe Burrow was the number one pick. Now, Justin Fields at this point, again, the draft in Cleveland next year, Justin Fields is certainly going to be in that the number two quarterback at the moment behind Trevor Lawrence and the current crop of college guys, Justin's more mobile. Joe Burrow is a really good athlete. Justin is a a really good athlete. I don't know. I think Justin has great potential, and he certainly moves better than Dwayne Haskins. I think it's possible Joe Burrow is like a like one of those computer like quarterbacks whose brain is like a computer. Like I just I think he might just pick people apart like Brady did, which is a a crazy argument. But I think Justin Fields is going to be like really good. He can really throw it. Um, and he's just a dynamic athlete, big and strong, and like some like weird kind, of, maybe like Cam Newton comparisons, which isn't exactly right. But he, I mean, just really physical and tough. I mean, again, Ohio State hadn't sent quarterbacks to the NFL. The all no, there's no Ohio State quarterback I think has ever thrown more than like 18 touchdowns in a season. Like the best Ohio State quarterback in NFL history is like Mike Tomzak. Mm-hmm. Their their history is awful. And now you have Dwayne Haskins first round. Justin Fields is going to be a first rounder. And if you want to count Joe Burrow, and some people do, I mean, they are changing what Ohio State is doing at the quarterback position in the NFL. Okay. I'm going to make my last pick here. And and I was just trying to buy some time because I'm really torn between a couple of games. But I think the game I'm going to take, I'm going to take that Raiders game. Raiders. I almost talked myself into Joe Burrow. You got the Joe Schobert revenge game as well. But I think the Vegas Raiders, they just added a whole bunch of speed on offense. Don't know if they have a quarterback or not, but they have a whole bunch of speed on offense. And the other kind of little thing here is you've got the Demarius Randall return game. And I think we know very well that Demarius Randall knows how to hold a grudge and knows how to express that he's holding a grudge, as we saw a few years ago in Cincinnati when he handed that interception to Hugh Jackson. Uh, I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders for my last pick. Again, I'm telling you, I think that's a value pick. I'm very happy with with that one. 
and we're going to send it over to Ellis to pick between these last two games and figure out who our undrafted free agent is going to be. Also, John Gruden, Browns fan growing up there, getting a little Gru dog. From Sandusky. Yeah, I, I think uh, Vegas might be a fun team this year if their quarterback uh, can, get, can get the ball to all those speedsters. And, you know, he's not going to be as, as crazy about it as Demarius Randall will be, but Carl Joseph, too, kind of his uh, – he's going against his old team that gave up on him. So there, there's some storylines there with this one. Dan, I wanted to the now overdone, but still legendary the Raiders. I wanted to be able to say that on a podcast, and you took that away from me, unless we're counting that. Um, that's my pick, and this is also now the part where you know, if I'm the acting GM, um, I, I show you, I tell fans the glass half full when I defend this pick, because in reality, I, I can't trade down. I don't yeah. like where I'm at. <laughs> Exactly. I just, you know, I'm gonna have to sell this to the fans somehow. But uh, my guy's not there anymore, and I can't trade down. And uh, we're not doing 2021 picks. So, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the kitchen sink here, and I'm gonna take that Jaguars game. Maybe I'm crazy, and now maybe this cost me my job. Like Dan may have already lost his with that Jets pick in the first round. But I, I'm panicking a little bit. But give me the Jags, just because you know what? Sometimes when it's a dumpster fire. And if let's say both these seasons don't go the way they are and it's just a, a dump of a game, you know, sometimes the worst of the worst is better than the mediocre game. So I'm trying to sell this the best I can, but give me the Jags because I wasn't ready to make this pick anyway. I'm taking the Jags. Hey, Dan, will, yeah. the week of the Jaguars game, will Cleveland.com write seven Joe Schobert stories or 17 Joe Schobert stories? Uh, I would pick the higher number. Well, we'll do uh, 17 Joe Schobert stories that week. Uh, we might even, they don't do the player conference calls anymore, but maybe Joe will even be nice enough to do a little player conference call on us. Wow, Jacksonville gets picked. So that second Cincinnati game left on the table. Um, I'm just curious. I, I don't know if I would replace, even though I picked that Jets game a little early, I still think it's a draftable game. I don't think I would place any of my games at that second Cincinnati game. Doug, are you looking at any of yours and think I don't think there's any of yours I would replace. I, I think I think we did all right. I think we under I mean, I'm saying this as someone four of my five games are division games. And yeah. I know that the thing that I guess is the mix for for NFL fans, right, is division games, you know the opponent, you hate the opponent, you see them every year. But is it cool? You know, these other teams, you see them, might only see them whatever, once every four years. I'm a little surprised there wasn't more respect for the division games based on that. Unless like, well, it's like, well, every Browns fan has seen the Bengals a million times. Who cares? But I will say I have covered one Super Bowl in my life and it was in Jacksonville. Picking a road trip to Jacksonville is just a fail. That is just a miss. I would rather go to Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. I, I, I kind of like Cincinnati. That's, that's one of my favorite favorite roads no, well I wouldn't say favorite road city it's a road city I enjoy uh Jacksonville does have the pools in the stadium though they, they get the two pools next to the scoreboard but um other than that there's there's not a lot going on in, in Jacksonville I hope the Jacksonville game is in November and I want to see Dan and Ellis in the pools for that game hey don't don't put that past me but I can't even I can't even sell this as you know hey this game's being played in London we're going off across the pond it's going to be a blast I can't even sell that anymore that ain't happening though do either of you watch the good place I'm blanking yes. I'm blanking oh yeah his name that's the Jacksonville fan he's uh he's he's thinking you got good value on this pick 
Yes. There's, there's one out there. Nice. All right. Is, uh, this a, is this a good schedule? Like, as fans get ready for this to be unveiled, is this a per- – I mean, do we th- – you know, the Cowboys are on there. People love the Cowboys, the Went stuff, Deshaun Watson. Is this a pretty good Browns interesting schedule or not really? I think it's a – I think it's a little understated. You know, there aren't the, the huge games outside of, like, you know, when you take away the division games, you have Dallas. You've got that Giants return. I, I think that's, that's interesting. But then a lot of your other games, you, you know, you're talking Indianapolis, who's a good team, but – isn't like, you know, people don't fall all over themselves to watch Colts games. You've got Houston, kind of the same boat. It's good teams, not exciting teams. I, I think that's sort of how I look at a lot of this, uh, a lot of this schedule. Yeah, and Doug, you said it when we started this. Quarterbacks drive the ship. They drive the marketing. They drive how these games are consumed. And there's no Tom Brady on this list, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, the, t- the type of flagship quarterbacks that have, you know, carried us through Sunday Night Football and Monday Night and whatnot. Uh, but you do get a, his, you know, a, a historic conference like the NFC East, and you already mentioned the Cowboys and whatnot. So I think that helps too. Okay. Uh, so like I said, we will do a, uh, a podcast off the schedule once it comes out tomorrow night. That'll be in your feeds on Friday. That'll be – we'll have talked about the schedule like three times this week. But the NFL is doing like a three-hour special on this thing, and the Browns are doing a one-hour pre-show on it. So right now in this sports universe, the schedule is what we've got. So uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about it a lot. Doug? So I should save my 12-4 and four prediction for after it officially comes out. Is that right? Uh, possibly. I don't, okay. want to tell, I, don't want to I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but uh, you, you might. I got to see where the bye week falls. Depending how the bye week falls, it, it could be 13 and three. So I'll you wait. What? You know what? Though, I, will, I will definitely retweet you and favor you if uh, as soon as that schedule drops, I see a 12 and four tweet. Just nothing else, just 12 and four. Uh, that's yeah, sounds, an automatic retweet. Sounds like it might already be written, Doug. Is, is that what you're hitting at here? <laughs> I'm just cutting and pasting from last year. I mean, what? I'll just re- replace all the Freddie Kitchens with Kevin Stefanski's Go Browns. Yeah, and hey, let, let, let the record show that I, th- I think um, if we're going to crown a winner, I think, if I'm being honest, Doug's team won. Um, I was going to have no shame and pick my own team, but that Jags pick threw me for a loop. So I'll say congrats, Doug. I, I can't believe I let Doug have that first at Pittsburgh game. Letting that thing slide on all the draft. Way. We let that slide all the way to the second round. That probably should have been the number one pick uh, overall. And Doug kind of plays, plays the game the right way and not only gets that game, but also gets Baltimore number one overall. Yep. What are you going to do? All right. I win my fantasy baseball leagues too. So drafting (laughs) is my specialty, just not actually playing anything. Real real quick, just so everybody knows, Doug has versus Baltimore at Pittsburgh versus Pittsburgh, Washington, Cincinnati. I have at Dallas, at the Jets, Houston, Philadelphia, Las Vegas, Ellis Grabbed, at the Giants, at Baltimore, Indianapolis, at Tennessee, and at Jacksonville. So that'll do it for our Orange and Brown Talk first ever We're going to to do this again next year. That was fun. First ever schedule draft for Ellis and Doug on Dan. Thank you.